new style of leadership is here. Are you ready? Welcome to the Inner Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Lois St. Germain, and I'm a 35-year corporate exec turned certified leadership coach. I've spent the past several years developing and coaching leaders as well as building teams. And one thing I've learned is you can't effectively lead others until you learn to lead yourself. This means eradicating all of the shit preventing you from knowing and embodying your authentic self. Together, we work on releasing and healing all of the shit holding you back. All of the conditioning and stories preventing you from being the truly amazing leader you know you can be. This starts with you. Your outer persona needs to match your inner beliefs. Through this alignment, you'll develop your own unique dynamism that will have people clamoring to work with and for you. A new era is emerging, and it is demanding a new way of leading, a new type of leader with a new style of leadership. I believe that person is you. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. I don't know where this podcast is going to go. I'm going to tell you. Yesterday, I was very clear about what it was going to be, and I've had so many enlightening conversations and downloads since then that, um, yeah, I really don't know where I'm going to take you, but let's go. I want to talk about a concept that I learned many, many, many years ago in the network marketing realm. It was... um, he called it the IQ factor, right? And of course, when we hear IQ, we think of intelligence and, you know, having to be smart enough or, you know, can learn enough to be successful. And the concept that he offered me was that IQ is actually your I quit capacity. How many no's can you hear before you quit? How many um, opposing opinions about whatever you're doing can you hear without quitting? And I understood the concept fully, right? I intellectually understood the concept when uh, I heard it the first time and several times after. And it wasn't until recently that I fully understood what he was saying. To me, my I quit level means how long can I stand in my truth before someone else's truth invades it? And then I begin to doubt. How long can I allow someone else to be wrong about me? How can I, how long or how big can I hold my truth and allow them to hold theirs without making either one of us wrong or right for that matter? What is that capacity? And when you boil it all down, it always Like, I'm just going to keep saying all roads lead back to self-love, self-awareness, self-trust, self-anything, right? It's all about how well we know each other. I mean, not know each other, not know each other, know ourselves and allow 
that to be enough. I think I talked about on last week's podcast, maybe um, imposter syndrome. Like it dawned on me just a couple weeks ago when I was working through some personal branding stuff and, you know, doing a whole bunch of work on my whiteboard that I wrote down, like, this is the key to eliminating imposter syndrome. The only time that we feel like an imposter is when we're not being ourselves, like fully embodied self. And like, that's probably 90% of the time for the majority of people out there, because we don't know how we don't, some people don't even know it's available. So the fact that you're here listening to this podcast means that you're evolving, like you're looking for that answer, right? And I looked, trust me, I have spanned the universe looking for the answers outside of myself. I looked under every rock. I looked in every book. I can tell you, like behind me are shelves and shelves of books. My Kindle is busting at the seams. Um, And the answers aren't in there. They're inside of me and they're inside of you. And learning to stand in that is the way to your success. It's the way to your fulfillment. It's learning that we cannot abdicate any emotion that we are lacking, any feeling that we feel like we're lacking. We cannot abdicate the responsibility for that to someone else. If you want to feel love, you can't expect your spouse to be the one that gives it to you. You have to give it to you, right? And I don't know, you know, obviously I was married before and divorced after a 17-year marriage, and now I'm with an amazing man. And the relationships are totally different because entering into the first relationship as a young woman, I thought it was his responsibility to make me happy. And he didn't. (laughs) After all those years, he didn't. And, you know, it's easy for me to blame him. Well, you didn't love me enough, right? But it wasn't his responsibility. And just like, it's not my current husband's responsibility. And I don't put it on him. And our relationship is so freaking magical because he doesn't expect me to make him happy. And I don't expect him to make me happy. And we both make each other immensely happy. So how do you take this into the business world or into your career and wrap it back into leadership? So a very funny thing happened this morning. I was having a Voxer chat with my girlfriend and she was at a cheer event with her daughter and (laughs) the lady in front of her, another cheer mom, was in the bleachers, I guess, or on the sidelines, wherever the the event was, in slippers. And my friend could not wrap her head around the concept that this was okay. And I'm saying that it triggered her (laughs) is putting it mildly. Like we had quite the fun conversation in Boxer about it. And she could not get past the judging of this other person because she was in her slippers and we don't wear slippers in public 
according to the manual that my friend has. And I kept, you know, normally our conversations are fun and light and it's in a friend mode, right? So I'm going to side with my friend and I'm going to laugh and joke with her, right? But this is something that's come up a few times with her. So I wanted to, I I felt very coachy this morning and I wanted to jab at her a little bit and see if I could shift her at all. Because the the way this is relevant, the story is relevant to this, is you are going to come up against triggers. People are meant to trigger you for your personal growth. They come into our world and, you know, God knows our moms, if you're a woman, your mom is your biggest trigger, your kids, and then your husband, right? All three of them are major triggers to alert you to the areas that you need to work on within yourself. Because when someone triggers you, it's because you, like everyone, before I say that, everyone is a reflector. Like in human design, I am actually a reflector, but we're we are all mirrors for each other and we cannot see something in someone else that doesn't exist in ourselves. So when you are triggered by something, as my friend was with Slipper Mom this morning, I tr- was trying to get her to see what is it about that that you have inside of you that you don't like right? This is the leadership part of inner leadership. It's what is this other person triggering in me that is I see in myself and I don't want to see it, right? For her, I kept pushing her and pushing her and pushing her to look into herself more and more and more to see where she has a slipper moment, right? Where is she judging herself so harshly in an area where she's doing the best she can in the moment? Because that is the lesson that I have learned, especially this last year. I had so much growth in this area around understanding that everyone And I mean, everyone, even criminals, you know, whatever, we are all as humans doing the best we can in the moment with where we are emotionally, spiritually, financially, circumstantially, right? All we're always doing the very best we can. And I'll give you a perfect example. Like I decided that I needed to go back to eating a lot less sugar and flour this year. Like I didn't eat that stuff for years and years and years, probably decades. And then for some reason, at the end of last year, I just decided that I should eat a lot of the cookies that I love to make. And I got a little out of control at the end of the year. And I said, all right, we're going to rein this back in. So I said, okay, this is the the eating plan that I want to use this year. And we're going to start off with this, right? 
And Saturday, my my husband and I go to um, a new restaurant bar, and they have the most amazing sweet potato fries. And I could not manage my mind well enough to not order them. It came with my burger. Like, what was I supposed to do, right? And then, so after I ordered, and even my brain kept saying, oh, you know what? You said you weren't going to do this. And I kept telling it, I know I did, but I'm doing it anyway. Just, you're just going to have to go with it. I'm only going to eat a couple. And then that'll satiate me and I'll be fine. Right? So here comes my plate. (laughs) And I eat every freaking one of those fries first, right? So quickly (laughs) that the waitress came by and she's like, oh my God, did you not get your sweet potato fries? And I joked with her and I said, no, I said, I didn't even get them. Like I've been waiting. And she thought I was serious. It was quite a comical moment. And then finally I told her, no, I ate them already. But I couldn't, like I did the best that I could in the moment, but I did not have the capacity to manage my brain through first, not ordering them. And then second, only eating a few. So everyone Everyone is doing the best they can in the moment. And sure, I could have beat myself up. I could have shamed myself for, you know better. How are you going to lose weight? Blah, blah, blah. Like all the crap. But I didn't. I'm like, you know what? I just get right back on the horse the minute we walk out of this restaurant. It doesn't mean that, oh, here we are on the, what was yesterday, the 7th of um, January. Oh, look, I already blew my new year's resolution or might as well just quit now. I guess I'll just be fat forever. Right. I don't go there. I'm like, you know what? You were doing the best you could. And you, in that moment, sweet potato fries won. The next moment you get to choose again and again and again and again, you get to re-choose every single decision. And in those moments where you can't seem to get control of the mind, you just surrender and say, okay, you know what? I can't right now. I don't have the capacity right now. On the next choice, I'll try again. And stop beating yourself up for falling off the horse, falling off the wagon, whatever you want to call it, right? So, If we wrap this back around to what is your IQ, right? What is your I quit capacity and how can you continuously raise it until it gets to the level that you have the success that you're seeking? And I can't answer that for you. Only you can, right? I know that... For me, in order to do that, I have to create the environment that I need to be successful in, right? That means the people that I surround myself with, the um, social media that I engage with, the books that I read, the podcasts I listen to, my physical environment. Um, Like, I have to make my bed every day. It just drives me crazy. I can't can't operate if I didn't make the bed. Um, All of that plays into it, right? So create the environment that you need to support you. Practice the self-concept 
that you want to become. Like the easiest way to get off track is trying to do your way to being something. And I did it for years and years and years. And I still catch myself. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm trying to do a being characteristic, right? And we can't. Being is being and doing is doing. And we need to understand how to separate those. And we're going to talk about that um, in the in the portal this week. So if you're not a member, it would be a really great time to jump in. Um, those are the, like, that's the most important thing is to set yourself up for success by creating that environment to succeed. And then secondly, allowing others to be wrong about you allowing yourself to speak your truth, even if it's not pretty, even if it's a slipper moment, right? Even if people are going to judge you, because remember, just like when you're judging someone else for wearing slippers to a public event, that is telling you something about you. If someone else is judging you, it has nothing to do with you. Like this, my friend judging slipper mom has nothing to do with slipper mom's identity or worth or value, especially her self-identity and self-worth. Like it means nothing. And the fact that she's willing to go out wearing something that could be judged means that she's probably a little bit more secure in herself than we would give her credit for. Or she's doing the best she can in the moment. And I, if there's no other concept that you grasp this year, it is that, right? Allowing yourself to do the best you can in the moment with what you have, where you are, whether there's sweet potatoes, uh, fries on the menu or not, whether you have to wear slippers or pajama pants to an event, whether or not you're dressed to the nines, you know, maybe you're overdressed for a situation. Like it doesn't matter. Allow yourself to be human. That's the whole point of this. Allow yourself to be human, raise your IQ level, stand in your truth and speak your mind. That is what leadership is. We can change the freaking world when we start empowering ourselves to be ourselves. And the faster or the deeper that you can get to know you by running into your triggers instead of running away from them, the more impact that you're going to have in the world. There's just no way around that. So That is it, my friends. I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you on the inside. If you are loving this podcast, be sure to check out the Inner Power Portal. It's a text membership that dives deep into the embodiment of the topics we cover here on the podcast. You'll receive daily embodiment messages Monday through Friday, including additional exclusive content, journal prompts, and embodiment exercises to help you dive deep into each topic so that you can fully step into your inner leadership. Sign up now at ipp.innerleadership.com.